0: Fantasy football has become a major reality for millions of fans. Makes him off to the third he's gone! He's gone! What a move! It takes skill to win your fantasy championship, separating the zeros... He ...to the near side, and it's picked off. Intercepted! ...from the fantasy heroes. Down the middle, it's caught over the shoulder in the end zone. Buckle up your chin strap for the Fantasy Fix. Always a pleasure to talk fantasy football with our pal Holden Kushner, host of MLB on TuneIn. Check him out tomorrow for comprehensive pre- and post-game coverage of Game 3 of the World Series between the Dodgers and the Astros. Holden, let's jump right in. Spotlighting tight ends often underappreciated. Who are your top tight ends this week?
1: Oh, Zach Ertz has been on fire lately, boys. You know that. And he has some type of rapport with Carson Wentz right now. I think Zach Ertz, despite the tough matchup um, with the San Francisco linebackers, that's probably the only tough matchup there is for the Philadelphia offense. I think Ertz is right there with Gronkowski, who's always right there. Uh, Kelsey on Monday night against Denver. Denver has not been good against tight ends. Hunter Henry against New England. Absolutely love Hunter Henry because the first couple of games of the year was still Antonio Gates, and I guess finally the coaching staff figured out that Henry's got the fresher legs, and he's got nine catches for 163 yards the last couple weeks. Has not found the end zone in two weeks, but has scored uh, two touchdowns this year. And last but not least, loving Kyle Rudolph against Cleveland. Basically, anybody against Cleveland, start him. He went with the tight ends. Holding, I'll go with the with the receivers. Give me your top five receivers for Week Eight. Oh, this is a good one here. Antonio Brown every week is going to be your number one, but A.J. Green has the matchup du jour, and he should go absolutely ballistic uh, this week. I'm looking for A.J. Green to have a monster game against the Indianapolis Colts, who have been a disaster uh, to this point on every single level, including letting us know how their quarterback is doing. But um that he he might be number one if it's not Antonio Brown. I'll still go Mike Evans he's got about a four inch uh, height advantage over uh, the guy that's covering him this week and I think the interesting part about that if you really dig into the numbers that um, when you have significant height advantages like that at least in fantasy football you're going to see uh, points per game really spike and he's got Daryl Worley this week so I I expect him to completely crush it. Uh, Also Michael Crabtree who has Really had a nice, silent season because Amari Cooper is the guy that got all the publicity last week. Uh, Crabtree's scored in three straight weeks, and he's had at least six catches and 80 yards or a touchdown in five of his six games. So that's my guys this week.
0: Holden, as you know, the Saints this season posting their first shutout dating back to 2012. Yes, it was against Jay Cutler and the Dolphins in London, but it still counts. Factor in what they do on special teams. Are you riding with this unit? How do you see their matchup at home against Chicago?
1: What Trubisky throw? Seven passes last week? Yeah, four um, completions. Yeah, my sense is that he's going to have to throw a little bit more in the core's field of, of uh, football here because you go into, you, you go into New Orleans, you're going to be in a track meet. Drew Brees absolutely crushes at home, so Trubisky's going to have to throw. I don't trust that he's going to be able to do it well, and I look for the Saints to be a top five defense this week. Yes. What sleepers are you thinking about this week at the offensive positions? Sleepers. All right, let's let, let's look at some names here. I think Christian McCaffrey is a guy that could have a decent week against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay um just about neutral against run defenses and right now uh there's there's a couple of mismatches. Kelvin Benjamin, Devin Funches at the uh, cornerback positions against the cornerback position. I think Christian McCaffrey could catch a few balls at a backfield. I think that's a nice play. I think James White against the Chargers this week. I look for the uh, that to be a higher scoring game on both sides of the ball. And Nelson Aguilar, who quietly has just dominated out of the slot for Carson Wentz. The Giants get roasted out of the slot, and I think we'll see Nelson Aguilar score yet another touchdown. He has been uh, he, he's been on fire. It seems like every week he's getting to the end zone. And the reason why is because he has been getting there on a weekly basis for three straight weeks. Three straight weeks with a touchdown and five of six.
0: Fantasy analysis provided by one of the best in the business, Holden Kushner. Holden, go back to Sunday. Three-team shutout, seven teams held under 10 points. So we're talking a lot of defense. And even though Jacksonville's on the bye looking forward, is that D that good? You got to play them irrespective of the matchups.
1: Well, I think you're always going to look at a matchup no matter what. But I will say in my season-long leagues that this week has been an anomaly. Usually I'll just dump my... My team defense, go pick somebody else up. I'm carrying two defenses this week because I have Jacksonville on a bye. That team is just too good right now, especially uh, at corner. And uh, I love the pass rush. Everything about the Jacksonville defense right now is solid. They don't play a great division schedule. I mean, there is Deshaun Watson there. But, yeah, I, I love Jacksonville, and I would not give them up whatsoever. Who's in your top five running backs this week? Ah, top five running backs this week. Well, I think you got to start with Le'Veon Bell. And it almost always ends with Le'Veon Bell at number one against Detroit. They give up some yards in the passing game to running backs. And there's a significant spike in numbers when Martavius Bryant is out of the lineup and Le'Veon Bell is in. So I look for Le'Veon Bell to be the number one play this week. I think LaShawn McCoy, who finally broke through last week, is going to have a nice week against the Oakland defense that gives up quite a few yards. I think he's my number two. Zeke Elliott, Kareem Hunt. And the, the last spot, I'm, I I want to say Melvin. Melvin Gordon over Devonte Freeman just because of the workload and the New England defense being as porous as it is. I'm a little concerned about the Melvin Gordon foot issue, so I'll, I'll put Devontae Freeman up there. He's had a couple of quiet weeks, but I think he busts loose against the Jets.
0: Holden, as a veteran talk show host, I want your opinion on Denver's quarterback situation. Cordell and I have a divergence of opinion, so we know it's going to be Trevor Simeon. Coming up Monday Night Football, I think he should have been benched after that debacle of a game on the road against the LA Chargers. But moving forward, who do you think the quarterback should be in Denver? And what about CJ Anderson's pending fantasy value? Well,
1: whoever is the quarterback should not be on your team. I mean, what are you guys arguing about? Who's worse? Yes, well, it's we're a horrible
0: situation. Actual it's wor- football is it time for a quarterback change now?
1: No, I think it's the worst quarterback situation outside of what maybe Indianapolis. How, how many worse quarterback situations in the NFL are there than Denver right now? You Cleveland, tell me. clearly, Joe Cleveland. Flacco. All right, Joe Flacco yeah. <laughs> with with them. Cleveland yep. is another one. Yes, I, I actually think Matt Moore has been. Decent as uh, a as, as quarterback of the Dolphins. I thought they could have gone into the season with him and still been a 500 club. At least in San Francisco, they're going with a young guy. I think Case Keenum has, uh, has uh, blown away expectations. So It's one of the three worst jobs or three worst situations in the NFL. What, are, are you really going to upgrade with a quarterback change? You tell me because I think the guy that's behind the guy is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league that there is right now. So Ooh, yeah. it, they're, in a bad, they're in a bad spot. And as far as uh, C.J. Anderson goes, just been really disappointed that um, w- what we saw to him two years ago, we're just not seeing that anymore. The burst isn't there. And I do wonder, um, I, I, it's Kansas City, too. It's a bad matchup this week. The Kansas City run defense, not bad at all, at least from a fantasy perspective. I do wonder when we start seeing a little bit more Jamal Charles. I, I wonder what he's got left in the tank, and I'd like to find out. After Monday Night Football, do you still trust or do you trust Jordan Reed? Do I trust Jordan Reed? I trust Jordan Reed to get hurt. Um, Again, just about every week he's going to leave. He's going to be killed over in pain. That being said, he's practicing, and that's big. So I think this week against Dallas, Jordan Reed is a guy that I trust right now. Uh, He's going to miss time. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. He scored his two touchdowns last week, his last game against Denver at or against Dallas at Dallas last year in week 12 he scored a couple of touchdowns catching 10 balls with 95 yards receiving so I think he's a nice play this week but long term and, and and let's also not forget if you talk about the Redskins all five of their offensive linemen did not practice today think about that for how how much trouble is that going into this game against Dallas so I still like Jordan Reed but there's a lot of issues up front in that uh, offensive line with the Redskins
0: just run the Wildcat. They'll be fine. As we say goodbye, Cordell loves when I talk baseball because we call Cordell Mr. October here on the NFL on TuneIn. Do you really? No, I don't. I had to go to bed early because I go to bed about 9 o'clock. And call me when you're in your mid-40s. You'll do the same thing. I, I am. I'm 30, catch... I'm 43. Well, you look good. I did not catch your post game show. Did you crush Dave Roberts for his bullpen moves yesterday at Chavez Ravine?
1: No, he did everything. He did everything right. And everything right. He's not the guy. He's not the guy that put Josh Fields and Brandon McCarthy on the playoff roster. You I'm, sorry, with the, I'm starting with use. the Rich Hill decision. That's that is from up front. That is not no, I Dave understand. Roberts. I I, so, I, I don't
0: believe in yeah. analytics. I let managers manage. Well,
1: I believe in analytics, but what I what I do think is that they have a system there and it's gotten them into the World Series. Friedman and Farhan Zaidi uh, their front office there, and they say, "Hey, you go through the order a couple of times, and then you're done." Now, would I have done that? No, but that's not Dave Roberts' fault. That's an organizational philosophy. That Rich Hill is not going deeper in the game. He had used Kenley Jansen for six outs multiple times. I had last no problem postseason. with that. I was talking about out.
0: Rich Hill after the fourth inning. Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. Sure. I,
1: I, I think. With all things being being equal that he could have left him in, but then Kenta Maeda came in and he looked great. So no, I, I got no problem with what Dave Roberts did. I have a problem with the roster construction. Cordell, Why your isn't thoughts? Tim Tebow on that roster? <laughs> It's a why good isn't question. Tim Tebow on that roster. No, it's a, Why isn't Tim Tebow starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos right now? <laughs> oh you know what? He may, may be the one that makes it work. Oh There's the God, answer. Hold on before
0: you go, and I don't want to influence you, I will pose a question and I will do my best not to make it a loaded question. Okay. Will Just Tim do it. Will Tim Tebow ever play Major League Baseball?
1: No. He will not play. Major Cordell, your thoughts?
0: Baseball. He is not going to make it any
1: thoughts. You asked the question. You he had a nice. It. He had a nice little run there in yeah. low A ball, and mm. I mean, maybe. Oh, gosh, I, I think the Mets are pretty close to competing again. So I don't think that they can just call him up and give him a shot. No, he does not make it. But the Mets are so bad, they would give him a shot because I think they need people in the They're very stand. close to being good again, though. They just had a disastrous season. No, I please, please don't do that to me. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, it's hard to fight it. You see how hard it is to really answer it and walk away from it. I, I, it. I, that's the problem. It just sucks yeah. you back and in. It's no. Tebow, it? and it's Tim Tebow. You can't do yeah. it. You can't I'm sorry. It. Did you? You never played baseball, just... did you? Slash? No, I didn't. I, I I tried that thing. It was too boring. It took too long. Yeah. Hey, listen, You're not the only one to say. It. What else did you play? I was track, basketball, and football. Track, basketball. How about you, Weber? Mm. Chess.
0: <laughs> Keep going. Debate in club. Tornado. Yep. Academic Cathalon. And now I get to shout at Cordell.
1: What about golf? Not no, he couldn't do too golf, much golf. eye-hand coordination. Patience. Too much eye-hand coordination. In go- you
0: need patience. Final in golf. thought: though. Me. I was terrible at golf. I don't want to spend four hours put with put anybody. Put. That's why Cordell and I only have a three-hour show. <laughs> Thank you, Holden. We'll chat with you next week. <laughs> bye, bye.